Hello from Spartan Stadium, everybody. It is Saturday night, and Ohio State has... Hey, they're good on the road, too, turns out. 49-20, Ohio State is a winner over Michigan State. It is time for Snap Judgments on the podcast. That's Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Well, I guess they're good. They are good, and it turns out C.J. Stroud is good. I uh, Oh, really? I'm really upset about that interception because they were going to score. And it would have been his don't, seventh Don't touch. say it. it don't was, say it. It doesn't okay, count. You want to say it? It doesn't count. A three seven touch. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Uh, but I'm also upset. We all know Ohio what State. I said under 150 total yards of offense for Michigan State. I think they had like they had like 151 right before the touchdown. I think I should get credit for yeah, that. Yeah, I think that counts. You guys are just begging for it right now because somebody said Marvin Harrison was going to have three touchdowns today. That somebody was me. He's really, really freaking good. Yeah, uh, somebody asked Marvin Harrison during the press conference, or, or told him, I guess, that he was the first player to have three three-touchdown games, and Ronnie Hickman was sitting next to Marvin when uh, that was said out loud, and Ronnie like turned to Marvin and was like, really? And then he turned to Jerry Emig, the SAD, and said, is that true? And Jerry's like, yeah, and he's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, because he's not done, so that record might get put way out of reach. Berm, what did you see down on field level? What's your number one takeaway from this absolute bludgeoning of Mel Tucker, the $95 million man. Again, Ohio State could have scored 95 points if they wanted to in this game. And I just, you watch an offense like this and you think, how could they possibly get better? And yet you realize that they're not playing with like a couple of their best players. (laughs) And Michigan State did a lot of things today the right way. The things you'd have to do to upset Ohio State. The Buckeyes started a lot of drives. Like, I mean, they had six touchdown drives of over 75 yards. Three of them over 90 yards. Like, that is a – that's Michigan State doing the little things that they felt like, okay, if we're going to have a shot, we got to do this. And the Buckeyes just don't care. They're like, okay, we'll go 98. It doesn't matter. We'll go 93. (laughs) Who cares? We'll go – like, it's it's really preposterous to watch. I mean, I said it walking out. Like, it's comical. This offense is – how do you stop it? You could also see – it's like the Xavier Johnson stuff is – feels good and it's fun to talk about a walk-on carving out a role but like he was doing some of the things that you know Ryan Day's like I put this in for Jackson Smith and Jigba yeah and it's time to start working it into the offense so that the rest of the players get comfortable at least that's my read on the situation and you're like whoa that's pretty neat and then you extrapolate that forward and it's like well that's going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba Travion Henderson was not fully healthy he just had to go in this game it became more of a pressing need with uh, Mayan Williams out uh you add those pieces back in, Mayan, Jackson, healthy Travion. Good lord! I mean, I mean, what other school in the country? You have the All-American preseason Bolitnikov favorite, and you've you've got this role carved out for him, and you're like, oh, let's give it to a walk-on, and that guy still <laughs> dominates. Like, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Yeah, he's a really good player. Uh, he's one of the many players on the team who should be a scholarship player somewhere else. Oh, he is a scholarship player. Well, now. that's true. He is. But but they did. They put a ring on it. They did put a ring on it. Uh, the thing I like about this offense is like I've Ryan Day's always had a really well designed passing attack, but I have never considered this offense like overly creative. Um, they're getting into their bag a little bit this this year with this team, and maybe some of that was forced upon them by losing Jackson Smith and Jigba. Maybe some of it was born out of having Jackson, and then you lose them, and you're forced to do some different things. But right. Ryan Day uh, in that tunnel over there when they were walking off the field, like gave gave Kevin Wilson a big hug when they were going to the locker room, and then made sure to shout him and the rest of the offensive staff out during his press conference. And and I think that group of coaches is is clicking in a way that, that maybe hasn't happened with this offensive staff in totality um, in Ryan Day's tenure to this point. 
and you're seeing the, the display on the field with some of the stuff they're doing in the play-action pass game, getting the ball into the hands of guys like Xavier or Johnson. I always called him Xavier Henderson again. Yeah. Um, and, and getting Emeka Ibuka involved in the run game too. So uh, when you have guys who can win one-on-one all over the place and then you decide, like, you know what, we're going to drop some ball plays on top of that, good luck, man. I don't... Well, and I think that there's a lot to what you're saying about the staff alignment, but also having a second-year quarterback. We've talked about that a lot. Like, when – when Justin Fields came back, he didn't get that opportunity to like really build it. We don't even know if he ever practiced during that year at the level <laughs> that you know he needed to or wanted to or they had designs to. So this is finally that first opportunity where it's like, okay, you understand. C.J. Stroud understands the playbook. He can make any throw on this field uh, and did. He had the one mistake. Maybe we'll get to some of those details from the guys involved in a minute. But you know he has such an incredible command of what they can do. And then you get to add more and more onto their plate. Like, I touched on this the other day that, you know, CJ Stroud graded out as a champion last week and we focus on the completions and the yards and all that stuff. Like that's the easiest way to evaluate a quarterback, but he's got so many other things that he has to be responsible for with protections and run schemes and the amount of RPOs that Ohio state operates with. He has key decisions that have to be made on every single snap. And I would say that, I mean, the threshold is 80% for him in a game. It's probably much higher than that. If you're trying to be a quarterback who wins a national championship and a Heisman trophy, but Pretty darn good. This was, I mean, I, I don't know who did he mention in the post game who was responsible on that play. Yeah, we got some details yeah. on that. I, I didn't hear that, but what I'm what I'm noted or saw, like every ball today was exactly where it had to be. This was not like the last two weeks where he's sailing stuff a little bit. He was pinpoint perfect today. The ball to to Marvin Harrison on the third and four. Oof. The the ball to Marvin Harrison on the. The ball to Marvin Harrison, the ball to Marvin Harrison, the ball to Mecca Abuka, the ball to Julian Fleming. The touchdown to Julian Fleming was an absolutely beautiful throw. And it's just like there's just so many weapons. Like it, you you saw today a slight glimpse of like what could derail this team, I think, mm. which is injuries and dumb penalties. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. just, uh, that was they, Michigan State's best play. They let Michigan State – they gave Michigan State both their, their – two of their three touchdowns. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, Mel Tucker, I guess, getting like a victory drive mm. at the end when Ohio State had gave, given up and you come out and start throwing it all over the yard. Like, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, chucking it all over the yard. I, I didn't it's not that. dumb. Play football I know, at the end of the game. I just, I guess it's dumb yeah. to me that Ohio State didn't, you know, combat well, that and come back. I applaud yeah, Mel Tucker I think for that's, it. I think that's the point that like we're chopping. making after Rutgers. If they want to keep playing, then Ohio State should. Make them stop. Like, make them stop you. Or make them give up. When did yeah. Michigan State take on the Rutgers keep chopping? Mel that Tucker, was a thing last year. Mel Tucker does whatever he I wants. I was thinking about this during the game. Like, how quickly fan bases adapt to whatever their head coach tells them they want. They He renamed this thing over here, the student section that was empty after about one quarter, the deep end. Because he made a quote after a game last year against Miami. That is so freaking dumb. There's no water in East Lansing. Well, I mean, there's a lot the of water in end. East Lansing. It's a cedar it's right on the river. I mean, cedar right over it's that. not a particularly deep well, it's river. It's not a deep river, okay? But it's a very famous taking you down, yeah. <laughs> Taking you down where it's deep. Michigan well, guess, is like the okay. land of a thousand lakes, isn't it? That's right. Okay, That's I, guess, right. I guess I'm the idiot, not Mel Tucker. Um, Do you guys want an explanation of what happened? Yeah, on the go yeah, take I'd us through that. that. I, we, we got a couple different perspectives on that. Yeah, so it was an RPO, and if you've seen them run up before, Usually CJ looks at the corner out there and then I'll throw that hitch route, but they have a check when that corner is impressed that Emeka Ibuka, instead of running a hitch, can run a go. 
And that corner, I think, played it really well and like kind of played it in between. So Mecca thought he was press man, so he took off. CJ thought he was like a uh, soft zone corner, so he thought hitch, and it just kind of got mixed up. So threw it right to him, perfectly thrown ball. It was a seed. Yeah, yeah it. Uh, I, I think that CJ made up his mind early on that one. Now he didn't say that in there. Just they all sort of shared the blame for it. they could have. They said they could have checked to it better, or that Ryan Day could have explained it better. Michigan State had it defended, where there were going to be two defenders. Uh, another defender yeah. taking that away, and I don't think that CJ read it. I, I don't know for sure, but I think they came back to that similar concept right after that on the other side of the field, and then Ameka just took. I don't really know what Michigan State secondary was doing on a lot of those, but uh, on that play they were doing nothing. Yeah, they didn't do whatever they did. They didn't execute it right. Nine yards and uh, nice touchdown there. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the one sort of misstep for Ohio State on that side. They had some silly penalties. Cornerback situation, still not great for Ohio State. Cameron Brown made his return after missing the last couple weeks. I don't know if it was rust or just sort of the malaise that's impacted the cornerback. against an NFL wide receiver. Jaden Reed is a good quarterback. Yeah, he played, it's a, he played well. The touchdown he scored down here was just a hell of a catch. Yeah, I, I mean, J.K. Johnson was actually yeah. in a really good spot on yeah. that one. The guy's just a good player, so but they're going to get beat sometimes. They've got to get they've got to get it figured out. I mean, it's just you were talking about something that can get them beat, and it being penalties – you know, three or four of them came at cornerback and in the secondary. Uh, they gave up three or four balls down the field that you just don't expect to see completed on Ohio State. So when you're, again, spinning this forward to teams that are much more talent equated, uh, to borrow a Ryan Day-ism on that, you just, they're going to have to play better at corner than what they are right now. Yeah, some of that comes with depth. Some of that comes with reps. Some of that comes with missteps. Um, I'm, I'm like a funky run. yeah. Uh, you know, they're in position, and that's what Ryan Day was talking about with Denzel Burke last week. It's what he said today. Like, they're in the right spot, and for whatever reason, they're just not seeing the football, and I don't know if that's a coaching emphasis. I don't know if it's an NFL thing where Tim Walton has a different mindset of how they want that to be defended. But, I mean, you know, I don't blame Cam Brown on the, the deep shot here. That was a long play sometimes to get behind you. Broken play, yeah. Um, but there's a couple times, and, you know, it just doesn't look just doesn't look clean yeah just corner. not just not very physical at, at the catch point but I, I we talked a lot about about that position group and some of its shortcomings so I, I wanted to make a point to um, shout out Denzel Burke for making what I thought was a really good play early in the game when Peyton Thorne was trying to extend plays and trying to run a little bit and he got out to the edge and there was kind of nobody there and Denzel Burke tracked him down um, from behind and made a tackle I think maybe for no gain yeah um, a guy who I think we've questioned his want to sometimes in those situations. Made a really nice play, so good for him. Yeah, a lot of and a lot of this conversation after the game for Ohio State is how important the off date is, and clearly it's coming at a decent time. I, I know that'll be the question that's asked a lot on Tuesday. Just to skip ahead to that uh, version of the podcast <laughs> daily, like okay, now's that time. It matches up uh, our understanding with Jackson Smith and Jigba's ability to return for the Iowa game. Uh, we think that the same will be true for Mayan Williams. Travion Henderson is somebody who also needs a little bit of time to get that foot right. He just did not look like he was quite there. And Mike Hall was in the same boat. I I asked Mike. Mike Hall was available for the first time since that shoulder uh, injury early in the season. Um, you know, he's, he missed a game. He didn't start tonight. It was clearly on a, a I think snap. He played like 10 plays. He was on a snap count. And he made the most of them. <laughs> yeah, he made, he's frustrated by it because he's three sacks in 10 plays. He's still not at 100%. Again, it's a lot of those things like you could tell 
that Ohio State felt like it was going to be important to get a few of these guys at key positions. Like, all right, you're close enough for this one. Let's get out there and get them moving. Mike Hall was a monster in there. Petron Vincent flashed a, a few times. I caught. I think he's he's getting better and more confident every week. Did a little snow angel out there to celebrate a play. Um, JT Tulumolo, I was eating all game and getting held. Yeah. Zach Harrison got held quite a bit too. I think that Zach Harrison is going to leave Ohio State with a record for drawing the most holding penalties that are not called. We are getting uh, the signal here that Spartan Stadium is about to close, so we're going to wrap up on snap judgments on the podcast. Ohio State 49-28 winners over Michigan State. Their first road game of the season is a success. They head into the off date 6-0. They're bowl eligible, boys. That's right. Roosters. We're going dancing (laughs) and register at Roosters for the bowl trip giveaway. Uh, 49-20. It's a final. That's a wrap from here in East Lansing, Michigan. That's Bill Burham. I am Austin. We'll see you back in Columbus, Ohio.